Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios from Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. We're coming off of yesterday's election day. Fascinating day to me in our in our nation's structure and the way we do things. It's kind of an antiquated process at this point, right? I mean, you guys, I hope, voted yesterday. If you didn't, shame on you. It's the bare minimum you can do as a, a citizen of this country is to just exercise your right to vote. Um... I apologize, too, in, in advance if you hear my dog in the background. Dutch was left home alone today, and he's a little anxious and worked up. It's just me right now, so i got to watch him. He's a fucking mess. Anxious fucking mess. But anyway, yesterday was Election Day, and I, like, I'm, like I was saying, a very antiquated par- process. Like, the fact that we have to go to a location and use a machine that looks like it's out of the 1980s and press a bunch of buttons and do it that way just seems ridiculous to me. That's why you only get like 50% voter turnout. The other thing that frustrates me or maybe just annoys me about Election Day is all of the people who post on social media with the picture of them and their sticker, and it's like, go rock the vote. I voted today. What did you do? Ugh. Congratulations. You did your the bare minimum as a citizen of this country, and you voted. Honestly, I think that's like an expectation more than it is a privilege at this point. Like, if you don't vote, especially like if you're a woman a woman or minority, there was people in your position at some point in our nation's history that couldn't vote. And it honestly wasn't that long ago. Like, there was a point in time where certain people could not vote. For you to not vote is spitting in the face of all those people who came before you. So I think it's... It's just the bare minimum you can do to fucking do anything as a citizen of this country. But it annoys me that I see these people posting on social media like they're like this like hero. Like they rode in on a white horse and voted at the machine. And now all of a sudden they're like the foremost expert on anything politics. You probably, I mean, most of the people that are probably making that post pay attention to politics two to three times a year when there's a big news story. I'm, I'm probably a little bit more into politics than most. I'd, I'd consider myself a little bit of a political junkie. I'm very very much in tune because I like to know what the fuck's going on in the world. And I think it's very important that we are informed. Whichever way you tend to lean, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, whatever the fuck you want to consider yourself, it's just important to know what the fuck's going on in the country. That way you can have an opinion and you can voice it. Now, I don't like to venture into politics too much on this podcast, but honestly, it's what's on my mind right now. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it. I'm not going to go super in-depth into my political beliefs, but I don't think it's any surprise to anybody that I I tend to lean one way. Um, I know a lot of people think that, hey, Brent's, uh, Brent's rhetoric makes me think he's pretty racist and probably a Republican, but that's not the case. And while I may say some off-putting things, I'm not a racist, okay, I just... I think I can have fun at any race's expense and, and make a joke out of it, make light of it. And that's how it should be. We shouldn't have to be politically correct. But that's not to say that I am aligned with anybody who is far to the extreme of this whole political correctness conversation. 
I don't consider myself to be a Republican, nor do I consider myself to be a Democrat or an Independent. I like to think of myself as a realist. When it comes to the issues, let's just get real about it. Let's look at what's really happening and make a judgment call. I think that you can take that approach with almost any political topic, and you'll see that it's a very common sense issue. Like, we don't need to make it as complicated as we do. I cannot understand how anybody can be so far, uh, like, in an extreme belief one way or the other. Like, people who are just, like, your progressive liberals, that shit is just fucking crazy to me. Like, you really think, like, like free college and free this and free that and healthcare for everybody is a good solution for our country? It's probably not, because guess what? It costs money, and I don't know that it's ultimately getting to the root cause of the problem. On the other side, you got all these fucking crazy right-wing Trump people. And maybe I shouldn't call them Trump people because they're really just crazy people that are so far right that it's like every single issue, it's like a Democrat could say one thing and whatever the Democrat says, they're, they're just on the opposite just because. Um, it's the people that want to build the wall, that are afraid of Mexicans, that treat like every immigrant like they're, they're coming from like a terrorist harboring country. Like that's not a, that's not a way to live your life either. And I think it's just like, let's stop being so extreme and so polarizing about every fucking topic, and let's just, let's just have a conversation. Let's just be, find a middle ground. Like, there's a middle ground to everything. That's why, to me, politics is so stupid. The fact that we have two parties is stupid. Because think about any issue in life. Nothing in life is black and white, and that's what we treat it as in politics. It's like, you're red or blue. You're black or white. It's not that way. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray areas. Like, take gun rights, for example. I'm a fervent believer in the Second Second Amendment. Like, I feel like people should be allowed to own guns. But it should not be so easy to get a gun that it's uh, honestly more of a pain in the ass to go get your driver's license renewed than it is to buy a gun. To me, it should be like the same basic process. With your driver's license, you go and get your driver's license renewed every so often, right? You got to show six points of identification, be in some system. It makes a lot of sense to me, you know? We don't want any, just anybody out there on the road. We want to make sure that you are who you say you are, that you live where you say you do, and that, you know, we can have a system in place so that when you get into an accident and kill somebody, maybe, we have a record of who you are, where you live, and, and where we might be able to track you down. Just like a gun. You own a gun? You want to own whatever kind of gun you want to own? Whatever. That's your prerogative. I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't own, but, like, I, I should have a record if you have, like, any kind of gun. So that if you go and shoot somebody with it and you commit murder, which is not okay, I think we can all agree on that, then I can track you down, find where you live, and see that you followed all the proper processes and it wasn't some illegal purchase. Common sense, right? You know? And that's where I just, I get so frustrated. I'm, I'm a fervent believer in the fact that the Republican Party, and I'm sorry to go off on this tangent, the Republican Party, I think, has lost its way a little bit. Because to me, Republicans, being Republican was about being conservative. And that's not only in fiscal uh, aspects. So like, yeah, in the economy, let's, let's limit government. Let's not have government regulations so that businesses can do their thing. Now, obviously, there needs to be checks and balances at certain points so that corporations aren't just doing whatever the fuck they want. But let's stop hindering them from being able to do what they need to do to grow the economy by having regulations. Let's just get rid of that shit and make common sense regulations. So people that need to be kept in check are kept in check, and then let them do what they want. Let them get a little creative with their accounting and all that shit to bring money into the country. I'm cool with that. But true conservatism would tell you that that applies to all aspects of life. 
So when it comes to your social life, your personal life, no government, man. No government tell me what to do. If I want to fuck a dude and marry a dude, I should be able to do it. If I want to smoke pot or shoot heroin, that's my prerogative. Who the fuck are you to tell me not to do that? I'm a big believer in like Darwinism. Survival of the fittest, baby. You can't save everybody. There are some people out there that are going to shoot up heroin and die, and that's just the way it is. You can't save certain people. And maybe like, yeah, maybe there needs to be certain drugs that are kept off the streets to keep them out of the hands of kids. But in my opinion, the best way to do it is to regulate it, to have uh, the ability to tax it and control where it comes from. So it doesn't have things like fentanyl and all this other shit that's killing people. That's ultimately what's making drugs bad. You know, people are going to overdose on prescription medication and drink alcohol and crash their car and smoke cigarettes and kill themselves with lung cancer. What the fuck is the difference if I smoke pot or if I do a little cocaine or whatever as long as it's coming from a safe location? I honestly think it would be safer for people to have their drugs come from. And that's like, to me, that's the role of the government. You look at the FDA and what they do. They're approving drugs that are quote-unquote safe. I mean, we can argue that, but they're the control that's in place to stop people from putting bad things into drugs like some street drug dealers do. So, I mean, to me, it's like, Let's stop trying to interject ourselves into people's lives and tell them what to do. That's, how, that's what I believe. I don't want government telling me what I can and can't do in my personal life. And then from a fiscal, like, fiscal standpoint, I don't think that there should be a shit ton of regulations. Only on the stuff that we can all, I think, agree on really matters. Like a corporation should not be able to like blackmail an employee. I think we can agree on that. A corporation shouldn't be allowed to lie on their their tax forms or whatever, like they should have to pay some kind of tax, though we can argue about the amount they should be taxed. So that's that's my view of politics. Let's stop making it so fucking complicated. The, more, the less government we have, I think the better. And there's people that disagree with that because you have people on the left and people who are just like, everything needs to be a goddamn handout and we have to take care of everybody. Well, guess what? I would rather create, like when it comes to something like social programs, like welfare and Medicaid and all that stuff. That stuff's great when it works. But the problem is that oftentimes it doesn't because you're not actually empowering people to help themselves. I would rather create government programs that help people make something for themselves as opposed to just giving them a crutch that just helps them limp along the way. Let's fucking figure out a way to make people empowered, empowered to go get a job, empowered to sustain like a a household income that's livable. Let's do that instead of just giving them free shit. That's just that's just what I believe. It's the same thing with like education. Common core and like the fact that in this country we just we teach towards like passing a standardized test. How fucking stupid is that? We just like teach our kids like here's what you got to know to pass the test. So here's what we're going to teach you rather than actually teaching kids how to use some valuable life skills or stuff that they're actually going to need to know in their life like how to buy a house, how to balance a checkbook, how to like maintain personal finances. Like to me, that shit's more important than fucking uh, calculus. Unless you're going into fucking engineering or some, some fucking field that requires that. Why do you need to fucking learn calculus in high school? To me, that should be the place where you figure out what am I good at? And if you're good, if you're not good at school, if you're not good at learning, then maybe college isn't for you. Not everybody needs to go to fucking college. I think that some people should go into vocations. We shun vocational 
uh, occupations in this country like it's the plague. If you're a plumber or an electrician, you can honestly make more money than somebody like me doing what I'm doing who went to some fancy college, got some fucking degree that cost me fucking thousands and thousands of dollars, and you can just, you can live a good life. And we shun that in this country like it's the fucking plague. We should be funding vocational education programs. We should be pushing kids towards that that aren't necessarily so good at reading and writing and are good with their hands. Like, what the fuck's wrong with us, man? Everything's, like, so fucking polarizing. Everybody hates Trump. Everybody loves Trump. Like, who the fuck cares? At the end of the day, we're all Americans, and we should all just try to find harmony in that. And this is what drives me nuts about the election season, because you turn on... You turn on like Fox News or CNN, and they're both bullshit stations. Last night, all I wanted to do was see the election results. Just give me completely unbiased, this is what's happening, guys. Here's where the votes stand. You turn on Fox News, it's like the Trump agenda. It's, oh, this is what it means for President Trump to get the, this, he is really having an impact on the Senate races. Okay, then you turn on CNN, and it's like, Literally everything they're trying to do on CNN is explain how the Democrats can win. And it's not like any perspective from the other side. It's just, here's what the Democrats need to do to win. And here's how many votes they need. And th- this, this is good for the Democrats. This is a real win for the Democrats. Like, both of them are just ridiculous. I don't even bother with MSNBC because that's like as liberal as they come. And that's just like so far left that it's nonsense. So all three of their major na- news stations are crap. So where the fuck do you go? I mean, at this point, what do you do? I listen to NPR because that's like about as unbiased, I guess, as it gets. And even though some, certain people that come on there, a little bit slanted. I just want news from a reliable source. I don't want the quote-unquote fake news. I don't want slanted news. I don't want Fox News propaganda. Just fucking give me facts, baby. And you can't get it anymore. Which is why politics is bullshit and I'm going to stop talking about it right fucking now. But another good news to talk about something more positive, Jewel Nation stand up, baby. If you're not jeweling, you're not cooling, man. Because jewels are cool. Jewels are cool. And kids in school, all the kids in school smoke the jewel. I got on the jewel game because of Davey. He's a trendsetter, as always. And I'll be honest, it's pretty fucking sweet. Nothing like sitting at your desk at work and discreetly ripping the jewel or taking a shit at work and discreetly ripping the jewel and getting that just like little bit of a mid chubby from the fucking crackling noise it makes sometimes when you hit it. It's fucking awesome. It's a nice little pick me up throughout the day. Verdict's still out on uh our jury's still out, whatever the fucking expression is, on whether or not it's exactly a safer alternative to smoking cigarettes. I don't know. I've been reading some shit about how there's metal alloys in there, but I'm gonna fucking die anyway. I'm doing all other kinds of stuff, so, like, who fucking cares? It is what it is. Uh, I enjoy it, so I'm going to do it. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, all right? I was a little disappointed to hear that Jake was having some problems with his because uh, so far, so good on my end. Um, I got the little starter pack. came with a bunch of different flavors, and at first I was, like, really against the flavored ones, like the mango and the creme brulee. I still, like, really don't care for the mango, but the creme brulee grew on me. It's kind of like a clove. And then you got the mint, which is your menthol, which really does simulate a menthol cigarette, which is craziness. I don't know how they were able to do that, but 
I, I hit I like hit that and it's like that first drag. And this is what I like about the jewel. It's like you get I, I honestly only take like one, two puffs and I'm good for a while. Because like when I used to smoke cigarettes, I would sit there and the first two drags are really the ones I wanted. The rest of the cigarette was bullshit. I didn't really care for it, didn't really need it. It was just like I smoked it because I didn't want to waste it. With the jewel, I don't have to have that guilt. I can just take as many many hits as I want. It's a great alternative to smoking. It really is. Like regardless of whether or not it's good for you, I really do think that like it's gonna it's gonna help you at least be able to better control your smoking. I don't know. Maybe I can't say that because like there's people who fucking sit there and rip this thing all day. That's probably not good for you either. But for somebody who doesn't want to stink like cigarettes and like have to like leave the room or leave a building every time they want to have one. It's a cool alternative, I think. I think it'd be cool for somebody like uh, Maxwell Ezra. Like, you know, he rips Siggy's like it's his job on the golf course. Like, why not switch to the Jewel, bro? Jewel Nation, stand up. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Jewel. Get your starter pack at uh, Greatest Vapes, my particular spot through Dave for vapes. Um, pods. Fucking no clue how much they cost yet because I haven't run through my starter pack because I'm a little bit of a poos poos still when it comes to smoking them. But get yours today. I think it was $35 you get the thing. Four starter pods. See which flavor you like. Maybe there's other flavors out there I haven't discovered. Fucking try them for yourself. I highly recommend the Virginia Tobacco, the Cool Mint. Good stuff. Jewel Nation. Proud sponsor of Talking Ish with your commission. All right, let's get it back to fantasy football. We're going to get into this week's matchups, week nine in the books. We're more than halfway through this season. We're getting close to playoff time. Only a few more games left. Every game from here on out becomes crucial and important, especially in some of these tight races we have going on. In our first matchup, we had Stein, who's been struggling, versus uh, Zach, who has also had some, but not very many, struggles in the last few weeks. Um, More of the same here in this one. Stein continues to struggle. His team pretty much cheeks. Um, not looking so hot for Steino. Zach, on the other hand, bounces back from uh, what's been a tough couple of weeks, I think. I don't really remember. I drink a lot, smoke a lot. Cam Newton, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, man. I made fun of that name earlier in the year, but that guy's looking like a player. Zach getting it done. Um, he now... Finds himself in good position still in the Jew division at five and four. Stein, on the other hand, not so much. Now at one and eight. Um, getting a little bit of separation in that last place column. Paintballs may or may not be inevitable at this point. We shall see. Can he pick it up in these last few weeks? In our next matchup, we had the Kamish visiting what was the first place team of Mark. And as I alluded to just there in that statement, was because the commish took down what was the head heeb 149.4 to 122.5 commish kind of putting it together a little bit here guys you better be worried i got uh i got some talent on my team enough to be dangerous enough to make a little bit of problems for you guys that are in this playoff hunt particularly those of you in the gentile division mark um solid week just a few guys who couldn't get it done mark ingram not uh, putting up a ton of points in a game that was pretty much a shootout. A lot of points to go around, just not for Mark Ingram. I think he had a turnover, too, there, uh, if I'm remembering right. I think he fumbled the ball, which didn't help. But, yeah, 
Kamish takes down Mark, helps himself out, getting a little bit of separation from that last place now. Uh, I think I've safely kind of pulled myself out of the position of paintballs as long as there's not a complete collapse. Um, I move to four and five, still towards the bottom of the Gentile division, but maybe if things go my way, I can still find my way to sneak into the playoffs, and then who knows? Um, Mark, on the other hand, drops out of first place. At five and four, he's now tied with a bunch of people, and the points for advantage is not in Mark's favor, so he is now third place in the Jew division. In our next matchup, we had uh, Married Mike, still uh, on his honeymoon. I think he just got back today or something, maybe, um, versus Zifo. In a matchup that honestly was a pretty good show in there for Fox, but not enough to get past Mike, who was very strong once again, becoming one of the more consistent teams now here. Week to week, on fire since his, his wedding, or like a week before, has pretty much won every game since. Strong performances from Ben Roethlisberger, Kareem the Dream Hunt, James Conner, Brandon Cooks, and James White all put up 20-plus points. Fucking A, man. Can't beat that. Fucking Fox shows a good game. Mike just fucking goes off the charts with it. 170 fucking points. Holy fucking hell. And with that performance, Mike now finds himself in first place in the Jew division. He's the head heap, everybody. Uh, Zifo, on the other hand, falls to four and five. And I'm just going to check his points real quick. Getting dangerously close. Getting ousted uh, from a little bit of playoff position by the commission if we continue to toggle back and forth with these records. Our next matchup was between BJ the Chicago Kid and Das Poot. The uh, aptly named Das Poot. Because Poot Poot. Team stinks right now. Um, can't get a win. But he's working on it. I know he's working hard. Uh, BJ. 127.5 points, still leading with Patrick Mahomes, who's just been outrageous this season. Finally gets a touchdown from Julio Jones, put up 21.6 points. Dave's team, it's all Drew Brees, and then a bunch of nothing, man. Uh, Antonio Brown, kind of a, despite the touchdown off week, in terms of put up monster points, not really helping Dave out. And uh, the thing to watch out for, though, with Dave, sneaky waiver wire pickup this week. Picking up Des Bryant, who just got signed by New Orleans Saints. Dave trying to secure the fact that he does not want to get paintballed, and I think it's looking good for him, brother. So with the win over Dave, Chicago Kid now moves into first place in the league. So he's now sitting firmly in first place with the point total in his favor at 6-3. and three. Sitting on top of the Gentile division and the league. Dave, on the other hand, at 3-6 and six, is at the bottom of the Gentile division, but safely at arm's length away from Stein. For paintballs right now. And I think the waiver wire pickup is certainly going to help. Proving that he is, he's in it to win it, man. He's not in it for just the bullshit. Doesn't want to get paintballed. Appreciate it. Like you sticking around, brother. He said he didn't want to give me sounders this week because he wants to be the silent assassin. He wants to take you all down. I believe in him. I believe in that team because Dave's there. And in our last matchup, we had a Gentile divisional battle between Jof. And Turd Ferguson. Jof got the best of Turd this time. Turd not getting the usual performances out of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Uh, Adam Thielen only putting up 10 points this week. As opposed to like the fucking 30 to 40 point games he has. Todd Gurley also looking human. Only putting up 17 points. Uh, not the like 20 something points he's been averaging. Jof got it done with Russell Wilson. Alvin Kamara who just had a monster game. 
And uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen uh, leading the Chargers there in Los Angeles. With the uh, with the win, Joe knocks Turd out of the first place spot in the league and in, in the division. And they pull together uh, in this tie for first place, though Turd has the points advantage. Uh, Joe's still sitting there pretty in a playoff spot and very much in contention to take control of the Gentile division if he continues to win and others continue to fall. So those were your matchups this week. Michael, London with your 170-something points as your weekly MVP. And the proud winner of $5 cash money. And uh, I'll have to reach out to him about the Commissioner's Challenge. I did beat Jake this week in the Commissioner's Challenge. So you get nothing. Nothing from me. Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right, let's quickly blow through the power rankings. I think they're pretty obvious at this point. But remember what a ranking. Unless you've got power. <laughs> Here we go. Number 10. Coming into number 10, the poo-poo shitty titty fuck of the week or whatever the fuck it is the, the fucking shitty shitbag titty fuck of the week <laughs> is uh stein at uh one and eight his team's miserable um not much signs for life there god bless you sir um good luck to you in not getting paintball i think it's gonna be a tough battle from here and i hope i don't eat that eat those words um uh, but uh yeah team stinks brah Number nine. Number nine, I think he's starting to distance himself at least a little bit from the last place spot, but still not a very good team. Is Das Poot, Davy Ba. Um, you're a lot cooler of a dude than you are a fantasy owner. Um, but that's okay, man. You got to a championship game. You can get back to that form. Don't get discouraged. Every Anybody can win. It's all about luck and health and all of that shit. None of it actually matters, except the money. The money's very real. Number eight. At number eight, not very much better than Dave uh, at this point, is uh, your Kamish. Kamish has really done a 180 from last year where he dominated the league last year, and now he's just kind of limping in, limping around. Super Bowl hangover. I am honestly like the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, I kicked everybody's ass and looked great. This year, I'm a pile of shit, and you don't really know what I am yet. I got talent, but not... Uh, the talent I seem to have had last year, I'm performing in some cases and then underperforming in others. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen with my team? Maybe I could still get paintballed. I don't know. I'd have to crunch the number two math. Haven't really thought about it. Don't want to think about it. Just going to keep winning. Number seven. Coming in at number seven, tough loss this week. Probably would have beaten most other teams uh, is Zifo. Zifo is struggling this year. Not the same Zifo teams we've seen in the past. He's usually a shoe-in for the playoffs, but this year it's a little bit of struggle city. He's down here in the bottom with all of us that are currently not in the playoffs. And uh, I don't know. It's looking like he might not find his way in, especially if this guy has anything to say about it. Number six. At number six is a guy who's fallen a little bit here in the power rankings this week, but is still very much in the hunt. Uh, at five and four, Mark, he finds himself in a very uh, tight Jew division at this point. I think all three teams at the top are five and four. He just happens to be at the bottom of that list in terms of points for. So Mark can find his way back in if he continues to win and maybe able to weasel himself into a championship like he did two years ago. Remains to be seen. 
number five. At number five, continuing in the Jew division with five and four teams, right above Mark in those standings is Zach Maron. And Zach has turned it on this week. See if he can continue the momentum and find a way to get past uh, our boy Mike, who's been on a tear in the Jew division. Tough division. Two competitive divisions this year. Happy with it. Very, very good stuff. It's usually the Jew division that dominates. Not so much this year. A lot of good Gentiles, but still the Jews performing as they should be. I like it. Competitiveness. Fire. Brimstone. Number four. At number four, trying to find his way back. He was at the top for a little bit. Fell off. Trying to find his way back. Jof. He's at uh, six and three. Very much in contention in the Gentile division. Very much in contention in the playoffs. A team that can put up a lot of points. Team that's kind of consistent. We will see if he can get it done. I think if he makes the playoffs, which it's looking very, very good for him right now that he will, it'll be his first playoff appearance, I'm pretty sure. I don't know that he's ever made the playoffs. Correct me if I'm wrong. I uh, didn't really do my homework. Number three. At number three, Fallen from Grace. I had such high hopes. I made you the favorite. But was I the mush, the kiss of death? Only 80-something points this week or something, 90 points, whatever it was. Turd. Turd Ferguson, fallen. Uh, he finds himself now in the number three spot for the playoffs, number three spot in the power rankings, but still at 6-3. and three. Still has Todd Gurley. So who the fuck are we all kidding? He'll be back, and don't count him out. It's just an off week for a guy that's been pretty dominant, so that shit will happen. Uh, I'll expect him to put up like 190-something points next week and shatter all kinds of records and just make me eat crow. Number two. Coming in at number two, and probably the surprise here of the second half of the season, is Mikey London, man. Just surging back. Finding a way to get to the top of the Jew division at 5-4, putting up monstrous weeks. He's your weekly MVP this week. Really fucking putting a, putting a run for the money here. Trying to go for it all. He gets married. Goes on a sick honeymoon. Now he wants the fucking money from the league to pay for it. Well, I hope someone has something to say about that. Number one. And at number one, BJ the Chicago Kid. Six and three, sitting on top of the league. Found a way to overtake Jake, who I've been praising very highly. I had a lot of shit to talk on BJ's team at the beginning of the season. But Patrick Mahomes has been able to propel him to the first place spot on top of the league top of the entire league not just the gentile division on top of everything sitting right now as the number one team in the playoff spot if the season were to end today he'd get a bye and he'd have a lot easier of a path to the money of the belt so bj is your number one team on this week's power rankings so this podcast is going to be kind of short and sweet because uh, i didn't get a whole lot of participation and honestly it makes me demotivated and i've got other shit i can do so fuck y'all um, but those who did participate, Dave and Mike, appreciate it. Let's go to some of the shit you got to say. I'll say for your 50th episode, that was fucking garbage, dude. Fucking garbage, you're better than that. <laughs> Dave got you drunk and jeweled up, dude. I'm not going to say it's his fault, but you're better than that. I expect more out of 51. Ashley says that was mean, but I think you know that you're better than that. I don't think I have to tell you. You just did. All right, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do something here. Fucking, we're getting an old man, dude. It's just, it's just not working out. Holy hell! Yeah, you know, 
I I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun, but maybe that's because I was participating in it with Dave. I thought it was entertaining banter back and forth between him and me. I actually listened to it in the car, and I don't typically listen to it after uh or in the car. I'll listen to it like right before I send it out. I'll skip through it and make sure it at least is not like complete crap. <laughs> Uh, in some cases I, I send it out and I'm like, eh, I'm not very proud of that. Some cases I'm like, oh, I'm pretty proud of that. Or I think that was okay. And in the case of the last one, I was like, eh, it's all right. It wasn't the grand thing I had envisioned for like episode 50, but you know, it is what it is. Like Dave showed up, we did our damn thing and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of it. So if you don't like it, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Cause it's uh, tough to get on here on the mic every single fucking week and talk about something. That's why this week's kind of short. I didn't have a whole lot to talk about. I didn't want to go crazy on the politics. I think I went a little bit further than I had anticipated myself going, but shit is what it is. Need content. Need people to kind of add fuel to my fire, make fire me up. I also haven't been doing a lot lately. Like this weekend, dude, I went to two one-year-old birthday parties. Like what the fuck is going on with my life? That I'm, that's my social life? I go to like a party where it's like a whole bunch of little kids and I fucking, I hate fucking every, if like I'm sure I'd like my own kid, don't get me wrong, but I fucking hate little kids, man. There's nothing redeeming about them. They're little assholes. They're little cocksuckers. They're like all off the wall, fucking screaming and yelling like insane people. Like that's unacceptable behavior for anyone. I don't care if it's your child. Get your child in check. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to pick up my game, man. Sorry. I think James Conner is the best pickup in free agency of all time in our fantasy football league. Good job, Mike. Yeah, man. Decent job there, picking it up. Uh, Mike just fucking sits on the waiver wire and just waits for people to drop players. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, fun story. In my other fantasy football league, in my work league, which I don't take very seriously, but I'm absolutely dominating in. I don't. I have not lost a game yet, I don't think. And uh, just like a complete joke of a league. There's guys who just like have never played fantasy football, like old dudes that are they think they're football fans, but they're really not. And they don't realize how seriously I take this shit when it comes to like building a roster, managing like ad drops and all that shit. This guy, who's his whole team is Pittsburgh Steelers players because that's who he's a fan of. His team fucking stinks. He, the only non Pittsburgh player I think he had was Zach Ertz. He had a buy, like the Eagles had a buy, and he thought like, Oh, so I drop him. He'll be available when I need him again. I'll just pick him back up. The minute he dropped him, fucking Phil scooped him up. The fucking stupidest fucking thing. That's this leak that I'm in. Stupid. You got to manage the waiver wire. Mike fucking watches it like a hawk, and that's why he's been able to pick up guys like that. So good on you, dude. Good thing you got all that free time. Not going to have so much now that you're starting work. As long as you pass that drug test. Yo, can you put a little bit of respect on my name and put me ahead of Zach for the Zach Marin, not Fox, Fox Sox. Uh, ahead of Zach Marin for the rankings, dude. I fucking deserve it, man. I'm on like a three or four week win streak. Respect me. Your wish has been granted, dude. Respect the given. I don't even care that I'm only up by 21 points, 20 some points. But ML is the fucking head heap, dude. Took out Mark. Leapfrog Zach. Your boy, Head come at me. Correction, though. I took out Mark. I did you that favor. Your boy did that. Your boy. That's all the fucking sounders I got this week. A little disappointed, man. So this podcast is going to be short. So four games left now 
in the season, in the fantasy football season, and plenty of room to move around. I'm only separated from everybody in the Jew division by one game, and so is Fox for that matter. So it's really anybody's contest, uh, you know. So we're at the point now, four games left, every game matters, every game's important, and every game can have significant impact on the standings in the playoff picture. So this week's matchups, let's get into them. We've got Jof at 6-3, and three, taking on the Kamish at 4-5. and five. A big game for the Kamish right now, projected to uh, dust uh, Jof a little bit. Got a pretty significant point advantage over him, but will it happen? Will it come to fruition? I don't know. We shall see. Then we got Mark at 5-4, and four, taking on Stein. We'll see if Stein can get it done. Right now, he's projected to outscore Mark. Um, so we'll see if that can happen. I don't think it will. Stein's team's pretty much underperforming all year, so why would that trend change? Then we've got Mike at five and four taking on BJ, the Chicago kid at six and three, in a battle of the two top divisional players from their respective divisions, trying to take on that top title for the league. I think if if Mike can get a win, certain point things will shake out. I don't know, maybe. And then uh, we got Fox at. Four and five, taking on Turd Ferguson at six and three. Turd looking to bounce back from what was a rough week. He's had some injuries. He's had some stuff going on. Maybe not the same team. He might be limping into the playoffs. Not the dominant team we saw, but Todd Gurley, though. Todd Gurley. And then we've got uh, Zach Marone at five and four, taking on Das Poot at three and six. Dave looking to bounce back. I'm liking Dave in that game, man. I'm liking it. Feeling it. We shall see, though. So them's your matchups. The Eagles back in action this weekend, coming off the bye. Got the Dallas Cowgirls, who just looked miserable on Monday night. They're coming off a short week. We're coming off a bye. You better win that fucking game. That team stinks. They stink out loud. Jerry and Jerry's world, fucking mess right now. Better take advantage of it. Get it done this weekend. That's all we got today. That's it. Short one. Short and sweet. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. Probably didn't. If you don't, tune in next time. We'll have more. I'll feel re-energized. This week was a drain. Work's been tough. So Mike was your MVP this week. You got to choose the song. His song that he chose was actually Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. But when you're going to come at me with that weak shit, fuck out of here. He wanted to do it because he's like, he's head heave and there's all this Christmas music. And I'm like, you could pick a better Jew song than that. So here's a song that Kamish picked on his behalf because when you come with that weak shit, I'm not going to play it. Uh, but your head heeb, and we shall celebrate in true heeb fashion. Spin talking ish with your commish.
It's wrong! 